0: Welcome to Style Section, the Wise Guy Podcast. I'm Dan, and I'm Sheila, and we made it. Yep. Ah, uh, we made it to the end of Wise Guy. Whew. Well. Yep, I know. In some ways, it's sad, but in some ways, it's a relief that Wise Guy is being put out of its misery. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yes. So this is, we're going to be talking about Wise Guy, the TV movie, starring Ken Wall and Jonathan Banks, obviously. Although not yes. that Jonathan Banks has a hell of a lot to do. like Except be pissed off. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. But, oh, uh, let's, let's just say that uh, the politics of this film are about what I would expect from one of the guys who created 24. Because that's yeah. who wrote it. Yeah. That's eroded. It was not. And I guess that's the first bad sign for this movie is that it was not written by anyone who worked on wise guy. Like this guy, while wise guy was on the air, this guy was like making the equalizer and don't get me wrong. I like the equalizer, but you know, it's just a spy show. It's not wise guy. Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, we pick up, Six years after we last saw Vinnie Terranova, uh, the events of season four are not mentioned and presumably no longer happened. <laughs> well, just because there still seems to be an OCB, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that ending where they tried to pitch a spinoff where there's no OCB anymore and they're just working for the Justice Department directly. Like, that doesn't seem to be a thing anymore, so I think it's safe to say nothing that, happened in, uh, there, nothing that happened in season four happened. Although, Miami does get referenced, which is kind of weird. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, and we pick up with Vinny out in the desert. The action is moved to California. And he is going to a country club to get a job as an assistant chef. And he's looking rough. Now, uh, obviously, there's no nice way to say it. Like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. The health problems had really caught up with Ken Wall at this point. Yeah. Like, he had real back and leg problems. Uh, Right? And he has put on some weight as a result. So that's just the nature. But the fact is, he just can't do the action anymore. And it is not accidental that this is the last thing Kenwall ever did as an actor. Like, yeah. he, he retired in 96 the minute he was done finishing this. Essentially, he did this for the fans. Yeah. Because the fans wanted one more story to wrap up Vinnie Terranova's narrative. Yeah. And that's what this is. yeah. And so we get to the start of it. And here's, here's my big question to you. When you oh. were watching The Night Manager... Did you notice that the Night Manager has the exact same plot as this? <laughs> That's weird, right? Well, obviously, uh,
1: whoever put this together—yeah—was um, a fan of Jean- John Le Carre. Well, no,
0: but the Night Manager wasn't written until 2010. This came out 15 years before the Night Manager. Really? Yes, that's the crazy part about it. I'm not saying Jean Lucare ripped this off or anything like that. I'm just like, but the entire setup is weirdly similar to the plot of The okay, Night Manager, yes, yes. right it's down to him like infiltrating this guy's organization by having them fake a kidnapping of his son and having the guy rush in
1: yeah. and
0: save the day, like. It's weird how similar the intro of this is to the uh, the Night Manager except in The Night Manager the wife isn't secretly evil. But that's basically it.
1: Yeah, and uh, but I w- what I would say to that is that and there the similarity ends.
0: Oh no, absolutely. They're completely <laughs> yeah. different stories. It's just weird to watch and be like this is the exact same setup as The Night Manager. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's weirdly similar. Well,
1: John LeCarré looked at this and said, I could do a better job
0: of this. Oh, absolutely. And he did. I'm not saying he didn't. <laughs> all right. So uh, Vinny uh, is going to work and it's all a setup. He's supposed to be working, pretending to work. He's pretending to work as a sous chef and he rescues a kid from being kidnapped. And that was an all all of an FBI setup. To get him involved in Paul Calendar's business. Paul Calendar's is played by our beloved Ted Levine. Yep. Star of Silence of the Lambs in a little show called Monk. Just uh one of our one of our all-time favorite actors, is it fair to say? Oh, is yeah, he, to watch. Yes. It, it's he's so a delight. He, easy to watch. He's does a so good job. Always does a great job. Yeah. yeah. Love me some Ted Levine. And so he likes that Vinny, he ch- has Vinny checked into after he rescues his son, finds out that he's a tough guy from back East. And, you know, he's from back East as well. So he uh, likes to sound that. That's why Vinny was picked for this job, obviously. And he's like, okay, you know, maybe I need a, a guy to hang out. And, well, the bodyguard of my son screwed up and my son really? almost got kidnapped. So, yeah, uh, I guess I will... Uh, You know, I need a new guy, and it can be you, Vinny, if that's the kind of job you want. And Vinny, because he's a professional, uh, you know, plays it coy and turns down the job because you can't look like you're too interested. Like, you have to make Paul demand you take the job or else he might get suspicious. He has to think it's his idea, which is, again, a nice touch. And crucially, uh, the guy who gets fired, the old bodyguard... uh, you know, screams and yells that this is an injustice and insult, insults Paul's son. And you're like, oh, this is obviously a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, what were you thinking? You know what kind of man you're, de- man you're dealing with. What are you thinking, buddy? But yeah, that's, that's his mistake. And so Vinny's job is now going to be to hang out uh, with the son and just do whatever Paul needs him to do. Right, it's just going to be his his guy Friday type of situation and a nanny for the son, but of course the first job is to go down to Mexico and murder the guy, murder the bodyguard. (laughs) And it's in this scene where I I notice, right, uh, that this show and I'll tell you why this sticks with me. This next uh, conversation sticks with me is like. Ah, it is the appearance of having to something to say without having anything to say. Yeah, because so they go out. Uh, they, they go out. They they're down in Tijuana. They grab the guy. Uh, they bring him out to a junkyard and uh, and Paul kills him. And then after Paul shoots him to death and, you know, he and Vinny are going to have to, you know, dig a, uh dig a grave for the guy. He then gives a little mini speech about how uh, uh, about how what's his name? um oh God, I'm blanking his name. Uh, Errol Flynn. Oh that oh, the Errol Flynn speech. Yeah, Errol Flynn used to have a place here, right? How like this used to be his home away from home. He had a mansion here in Tijuana. And that's true. like that is that is actually true. uh And the thing is were this a better written show that would be about something like that (laughs) line would reflect the themes of what we're talking about of like um the the like the loss of old hollywood the loss of old culture the shifting power blah 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 but because this isn't that kind of a show it's just something he says you know what i'm saying they just it's just like off the cuff yeah it's just something no, i know exactly
1: yeah because what happens it goes nowhere it has nothing to do with anything yeah like and except what you know errol flynn was a big he-man well <laughs> no, you know, right. there are questions about that um yeah.
0: and uh you know i mean was one of his best friends a nazi yes was he a nazi spy probably not yeah. Probably not. But yes, one of his friend best friends was a Nazi working for the German government to look into America while they were friends. That is true. He probably wasn't a Nazi spy, no matter what the rocketeer has you believing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, you
0: know, yes. All right. So yes. Um, and But it's like, that That moment, for me, and I know it's a tiny moment I'm talking about like 15 seconds of the show, is to me like fundamentally, like it's what this movie doesn't understand about Wise Guy," is like yeah. that you don't have people talking like this unless you're trying to make a point. You don't have people just say interesting lines to say interesting lines because it's a TV show. Everything has to be in service of the themes, or what are we doing here? Yeah. And this isn't a show that gets that. No. And, and that is my big problem with it. But anyway, that's, I'm focusing on a tiny detail.
1: Right at the beginning. Well, this isn't a show that, you know, it's nice seeing Vinny, but no, no. I This show is a made for TV movie. Yeah. Of, of, of the ilk of the 70s and the 80s. Exactly. You know? It reminds me of a
0: Columbo. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know? It's just like there's a, there's some bad guys, you know. There's a simple pl- there's a relatively simple plot. You've got to deal with X, Y, and Z, and then it all wraps up neatly.
1: Yeah, you know, and and so the bad guys in this case are the sort of the North Koreans.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess we should mention that. Um, uh, actually, well, we'll get there. We'll get there gradually. All right. So um, so now he works for Paul, and Paul's married to Linda Fiorentino. This is like the year before. The Last Seduction, that fantastic movie she was in, the John Dahl noir she was in, that everyone's like, she was robbed uh, for not getting an Oscar because it was like on HBO before it was in theaters, or she would have gotten Best Actress for it, like just a great movie. Uh, She was in this like the year before that, like this was filmed then, uh, right before The Last Seduction, which is a really good movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, so it's nice seeing her. She plays Paul's wife, who is the generic neglected wife of rich man. Like, we've seen this in, <laughs> like, there's some there's some depth to her character. But when we were introduced to her, it is, like, the most ridiculous cliche you can possibly imagine. Oh, it was, it's, I mean, the whole movie
1: is... As I said, it's a made-for-TV
0: movie. Yeah, with one cliche on top of another. You've seen all these characters. You've heard all these stories. Like, there's there's no depth to it. There's no themes to it. There's no digging into the characters. Like, and I mean, Ted Levine's really good in the movie. Like, I'm not complaining about his performance. He just got killed off too soon. <laughs> he gets killed off so quickly that you never get a chance to like get to know this guy or Vinny to develop a connection with this guy or to get into this guy's world or why he's doing things. Because it's like they'd rather have a twist where the guy you think is the bad guy dies halfway through the friggin' movie. (laughs) But we'll get there, we'll get there. Uh, First, we have some uh, interesting stuff with the new boss who is, oh my God, like... Is it offensive, the portrayal of this guy? Like, how offended were you in retrospect? Like, at the time, he's, he's this metrosexual fancy boy, and he's bisexual, and he's presumably married because in the government, but he's constantly cheating on his spouses, and he's just hanging out with his frat guys and going to fancy restaurants. And, like, nickel-and-diming... Uh, frank about his expense reports while he goes to fancy restaurants it's like the way the show presents this guy i'm like wow what the hell are you trying to say about the 90s man joel cernow (laughs) (laughs) they're like it's like the show seems absolutely frustrated that this guy who isn't masculine at all is in charge of any real men and you can't tell me that's not the subtext.
1: I well frankly, I
0: just thought he was an idiot. So well, He is an idiot. He is absolutely an idiot, <laughs> but he's an idiot that is also like again, uh, they also go out of their way to make a fancy boy who's bisexual. Well, let me put it this way. Okay? There is absolutely
1: no way yeah. <laughs> hey that this would have been written if, 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 if our team had written this. There's no, there's no way this
0: character exists.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is not who in God's name in the FBI would have put this guy, a guy sort of who is, because it's not his, it, it is not any of that that bothers me. Yes. The nickel and diming of Frank and, and all of those sorts of things. He's not a, He's supposed to be a Paul
0: Beckstead replacement. Well, <laughs> this doesn't work. But honestly, it's like it feels more like Joel Cernow is complaining about the kind of people who are running Hollywood now, except he's got the kind of guy who's an executive in Hollywood now as a guy running the like organized crime at the FBI. And I'm like, that's just not what the FBI is like. Not how it's going to work. It just isn't. That's never been what the FBI is. The FBI is not that kind of an organization. Like it comes from the military. Like all of the guys in it tend to come from the military. Yeah. As a rule. Like just you just have to, or else you're not. And he would never behave like this if he'd gone to Quantico. Exactly. Like this guy is supposed to be a guy in the FBI, you know, cult, and this is how he's behaving. It's such a ridiculous character and it's so much broader. Like, I mean, it's broader than any character. Like, you feel like there's no depth to this man at all. He's just a caricature. No. Like, because you think, well, Mel Profa was pretty bo- broad. Um, you know, but that's... Uh, the Volstead, Mark was pretty bo- broad, but those were defense mechanisms. Well, and not only that, well, yes, I know
1: those were defense mechanisms. But oh not only that, they weren't the FBI.
0: <laughs> yeah, well exactly. A You're they were so defense loud. mechanisms, they were human underneath it. Both of yes. them were human underneath all of this portrayal. But as you say, they're also not in the friggin' FBI. <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah, Sonny was flamboyant, but he all, there was this extra level to him, and he was a mobster who's expected to be a little on the flamboyant side. Yeah. Like, it's just so bizarre that they're asking us to believe that this cartoon character is running organized crime at the FBI. I,
1: yeah, I, I just, I just found it so dis, it was worse this time.
0: Yeah, than the first time.
1: <laughs> than the first time.
0: And it was bad the first time. Like, it was never a well, I think like Maybe I'm crazy. I feel like it just pulls you entirely out of the movie. Like, yeah. this character makes no sense in this world to the point where I feel like it pulls you out of the movie. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. <laughs> that's a big friggin' problem. If, like, this, you just can't believe anything that's coming out of this guy's mouth. Well, how am I supposed to accept anything that he says in any part of this show's world anymore if they're expecting me to believe that this guy, of all people is run and organized. There's just no way. And of course, um, compared to him, you know, uh, up against him is Frank, who's got to put up with this guy, who's the, you know, the old-timey man's man who can't believe that the world is changing around him. And I'm like, okay, sure. No, none of it makes uh, a no, bit that, of... That's just not, that's not who Frank is. Not That's not what this world is. Like, remember Kenny? Remember her beloved Kenny? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Japanese I mean, Jew? Yeah. Like, this show can do flamboyant characters without losing their humanity. Yeah.
1: And besides, Frank is all, It was always better dressed. Yep. I'm sorry, but Frank's looking like... It's a I don't ridiculous know. schlub, I know. Yeah, a ridiculous schlub in this. Like, I'm just going... Yeah. So Canal didn't want anything to do with this. I take. it.
0: I guess. I mean, really, it's it. I it really does feel like this is a by the numbers. Our network, like we're getting so many letters every year, you know, demanding more Wise Guy and a wrap up of or more story. Ken Wall or more Ken Wall, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapping up the, the Vinny story. You're right. It's, it's more about Vinny than it is about wise guy. So it's like, and then this whole movie just feels like the network saying, fine, here's your wise guy. You know, (laughs) none of the work is put in and I'm not saying you could have done a full wise guy experience in 90 minutes. Obviously that was never gonna It was never going to be the full wise guy experience, but like, you could have done better than this. Yeah? You could have done a whole hell of a lot better than this. <laughs> yes. I, I really feel like it can't have been that hard, guys. <laughs> Given us wise guy that's worthwhile? Like how hard could it really have been, people? Yeah, so it's it's alright. So anyway, we'll we'll get into what the plot is. So Paul and they get this weird moment where, like, throwing in the face of everything that wise guy is, so he announced that Paul Shot a guy in Mexico, right? And uh, and then of course Frank's like, great, let's let's arrest him and wrap things up. And then Vinny has to explain to him, no, we're here to find out what he's into, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, Yeah, of course you're here to find out what like why is Frank suggesting you arrest him at all? Yeah, like this guy's a a mobster from back east who suddenly has a billion dollar computer company. Like Arresting him for shooting one guy isn't why you're here. And Frank should know that. And it's like, it's this weird scene where it's exposition trying to explain to the audience the premise of the show. But they've given it, like, the dumb guy, you know, new guy here who needs to explain to this, the Emily Prentice role, to Frank. (laughs) You know? And that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is Frank the one who needs this stuff explained to him? Now, if Frank's boss had been like, this operation is starting to bore me, just arrest him and go home, because yeah. they've already, you know, showed the boss as being a cartoon character, well, use the fact that you've created this unbelievable cartoon character for your own benefit, right? Like, yeah. do you make it be him that you have to explain what his frigging job is. You know, <laughs> at least that's consistent. But they give this insanely dumb dialogue to Frank of all people. Like, yeah. what is happening? Oh, and uh, well, uh, nobody, nobody who wrote the movie
1: w- watched Wise Guy. Has yeah, that has
0: any idea what these characters are supposed to be like?
1: Yeah, and nobody brought, and they didn't bother reading the book. Nah, nah, nah. All, all they want to do is watch Vinny. Doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what the plot is. They would just want to watch Vinny. It's probably the notes that came from above the
0: network. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could say I thought you were wrong, but I'm sure you're right. Oh, it's just so you frustrating know, to watch stories about notes. Oh God, yeah. No, there's there have been from enough Hollywood West. note horror stories that we're And sure. we
1: also we also have a story about what happens when the notes come down, and then the person who is responsible says, "No, I don't want the notes." being followed and yep. then uh, so what are you gonna do you do what the person who's
0: paying you tells you to do yeah and
1: anyway and that movie doesn't get made yeah
0: well i, I think uh, my favorite all time is uh, <laughs> mel brooks's story about notes yep. which is uh that he was like um every time i had a meeting about blazing saddles I would walk in, they would give me the notes, and I would say, yes, 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 and then I just wouldn't do it. And he's like, and then what he said was, because 90% of the time, um, any note you get in a meeting, these people (laughs) are so busy, they're going to forget they gave you that note, so that that A, they're probably not going to remember it, and B, once you've already shot it, you can come up with 100 explanations for why on the day you couldn't do the note. You know, it's like, make up the explanation. Shoot now, make up the explanation later. And that's how Blazing Saddles got made. Yes, however, he was Mel Brooks.
1: (laughs) Yes, he was Mel Brooks. And he had a track record. He did. And Blazing Saddles, I mean, I've watched it again. And I mean, God, it is... It's amazing. You can't call it a good movie. No. It's a series of sketches. It's a series of sketches that are hilarious. Yep. You know, but it's not a good
0: movie. I mean, no. for God's sake, all you have to do is look at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have an ending. They don't have the have French miss. they literally have the French mistake instead of an ending. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, but it's not an ending.
1: No, no. How are we gonna end this movie? Oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's delightful. And the funny thing about it is, I love how people are like, uh, you couldn't make uh, Blazing Saddles today. You couldn't make Blazing Saddles then. He didn't. No. He barely got away with it. He oh, had to yeah. lie and cheat and steal to get away with it. Oh, yes. It's not like well, this was the golden age of truly edgy movies. The, the 70s were real, real bland when it came to comedies. I'm looking at you, Heaven can wait. (laughs) Oh God, with Warren Beatty, the one real bland of comedies. And Julie Christie of all things. Yeah, try go and watch and take the money and run, and then tell me that the seventies were this amazing time for like dangerous comedy. Uh Uh-uh, only Mel Brooks. Only Mel Brooks was trying interesting things. And he had to because he was bored after working for twenty years and you know generic hollywood comedy screenwriting but anyway we're not here to talk about mel brooks even though we'd rather be talking about mel brooks Yeah. no this is not a very good ah uh, well it's frustrating because it's like it never builds to anything so um anyway so vinnie gets brought in with paul right? and paul takes him to a party where he's setting up a meeting with his business partner and you know it's a generic party you remember it from it's a much less sexy-seeming party than what we used to get at Mel Profit's place, but that's what you're supposed to read in. You know, there's half-naked women everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And so they set up a deal, and we find out that what their job is, the way this company works is, they have, like, the best hacking equipment in the world, and essentially they go in, and they steal uh, corporate information, and then instead of trying to, like, uh, you know, do clever trades, they sell the information to other people because as, as Paul says, quite effectively, uh, I mean, it's a really good explanation. If I made four amazing trades in a year, the SEC would uh, assume I was insider trading. But if every deal I get, I just sell the information to somebody else. Well, that's 30 different. I can make 30 deals in a year and my name is nowhere near it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That actually makes perfect sense. Like, it's it's a good plan you've got here, Paul. Uh, and so we find out he wants to make a deal, and so Vinny goes with him to the New Deal. And the New Deal is... South the North it. Koreans. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the North Koreans want him to break into the Defense Department, find out all of America's plans, like the locations of their ships and their submarines and their missile bases, that they have in and around Japan to use as a defense against North Korea. Right? And that way, as he says, uh, they're not planning to attack Japan or anything. They just claim that they want a better deal at a negotiating table. And if the America can't hold the military might over their heads, they'll be able to make that deal. And they're willing to pay $40 million for this information. Yeah. And, and that's Paul's, a
1: lot of money, even in nineteen
0: ninety-six. Yeah, it was ninety-six. That's that's a that's no small chunk of change. No. And so then Paul uh, says, "No, of course not. I'm not, I'm not selling f- out my country for forty million dollars." <laughs> and I'm like, and of course no one was expecting this because you know who who would assume this you know random goon. From out, uh, from out east is going to suddenly get patriotic when it comes down to it. Although that is what happened in, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do this too much, or bring it up too much, but that is literally what happened in The Rocketeer, too. Paul Sorvino's playing a goon, and he finds out that he's working for Nazis, and he's like, screw that, I'm not working for Nazis. Uh, so yeah, a little, little callback to The Rocketeer. Uh but anyway, so they have a shootout, Vinny shoots a bunch of North Koreans, uh, the their connection to the North Koreans gets shot, whole bunch of people die, Paul runs off. And then Vinny and Paul have a heart to heart, you know, on the pool, and Vin, and he talks about his sister getting uh raped and murdered when she was a kid, and how he was uh how he feels like he like uh, his father failed them. By allowing them to grow up in this nightmarish environment. And it's implied that even though he spends zero time with his kid, like the thing he wanted to do most was provide for his kid and give him this safe environment to grow up in. Right? And that's fundamentally what he's doing this for so he can have the security he never had. And it's this, I mean, Ted Levine's doing a great job of a very shallow monologue. Because Ted Levine is a professional. And you're like, okay, so finally we've got a window into this character and who he is and why he's doing. I'm interested to see where this goes next. And the next scene is he's dead floating in the pool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. That's exactly Uh, it. It's like, what the hell am I watching? (laughs) Yeah. Why is he all of a sudden dead? Yeah. And they're trying to build out this relationship, and they've been—I mean, we haven't talked about uh, Vinny and the kid because remember he's hired to be the kid's, you know, babysitter essentially. But that would, you know, impact way better if he had more than like two scenes with the kid. Yeah, but he doesn't. Like, there, there's no time to build a relationship between the two of them. You know, there's no time to get into Linda Fiorentino flirting with him. Right? Because she mysteriously disappears, right? She mysteriously disappears at night and comes back, you know, dressed to the nines. And she says that she just loves driving in a straight line because she's pretending she's just a frustrated housewife whose husband ignores her. Now, we'll find out that really what she's doing when she goes off at night is meeting with her business partner, the hacker who's behind all of this. Yes. Because turns out she's the one who met the hacker. She's the one who came up with this plan. And she recruited Paul, you know, 15 years ago to front the organization. Yeah. Right. And so the whole thing had always been her plan and her job. She met this hacker in college and was like, this is the future. This kind of computer crime, getting it on the ground level of corporate and computer espionage. This is the future. So, all of this has been her thing the whole time, and Paul was always just a figurehead. Yeah. Which, you know, Mm -hmm. is really frigging late in the movie to be dropping. (laughs) Like, they let us know that? When there's, like, 30 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. And if you think that's bad, then she's like, let's go, Uh, she comes to Vinny and says, you know, I know you like... um, Right. Uh, I know you like the sun and I know you like me. What if you just gave up your life of being an undercover FBI agent and just ran away with us and the money? And oh, that's right. She also knows he's an FBI agent and did the entire time. And that's why she was like uh, flirting with him and trying to control him because she knew he was an FBI agent the entire time and didn't tell Paul. And it's like this stuff is all breaking out in the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Hey, like oh god, and so oh my god, all right, and then it gets worse because Frank, you know, has been uh, Frank is fired, he's kicked off of the case. The his boss says he doesn't need him anymore, and so Frank goes home and plans on killing himself, which comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Like, again, you, you have this moment of like, I have no idea what characters I'm supposed to be watching. <laughs> you know, normally, uh, like, <laughs> when we talk about Wise Guy, it takes us, you know, 45 minutes to talk about one 40 minute episode of Wise Guy. We're going to be through talking about this whole show in half an hour. <laughs> well, yeah, but we talked about a few other things. But, like but that's Mel my Brooks. point. And that's with like going and talking about Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's so crazy because, and then suddenly, but then of course, Vinny calls him and he tells the, the boss, his boss that the meeting with the North Koreans is going to be in one place. And he tells, uh, so that that guy will waste all of his resources there. And he has Frank organize, call in favors with the Bureau and organize a meeting or a raid where the meeting's actually going to be so that Frank can get the credit for the caller and it can save his career. And it's a very nice thing for Vinny to do. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like the Frank being so despondent at the state of the FBI in the world, like it it doesn't feel like his character. It comes out of nowhere and it's supposed to be the emotional core of his character, but it's absolute gibberish. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I don't have to say anything. You're saying it all for
1: me. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing is, as I said, I mean, go watch McLeod. Yeah, go watch right? The Cloud I mean, instead. Yeah, <laughs> just go, go. watch
0: in The Cloud, right? And you'll have a better experience. <laughs> and so Linda Fiorentino, you know, it was all her scam. So she's going to jail and the biz- the other business partner who didn't get shot is going to jail and the hacker's going to jail. And so now you've got this kid who's left all alone in the world. And Vinny's like, hey, maybe I could look after you. And that's the end of the show. Yeah. That's the, I'm quitting the business. And he's he's pulling a John John Henry Raglan. And he's quitting the business. And he says he's going to look after uh, Paul's kid. Yeah. And I'm like, you didn't do the work to get us here, show. <laughs> like, I know that you think that him becoming the guardian to this kid is like an off-ramp to the character that's satisfying. But it's like you didn't do the work to get to that point.
1: Well, as I as I would say, it is satisfying. It's nice to know.
0: Yeah, that, that Vinny gets Vinny's a happy have, ending. Yeah.
1: Yes, a happy ending, and he's gonna get out of this, this business, and mm-hmm. Frank is gonna have
0: his, you know, whatever. He'll get kicked upstairs into management, and he'll stop, you know, being in sleazy hotel rooms. And wearing no. sleazy clothes, although. I can't imagine. What did he get demoted? Yeah. Why is he back? Like he got he got promoted to regional director. Why is he suddenly you know? Because, as you say, the the incidents of
1: the fourth season never
0: happened. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like the fourth season and the destruction of the OCB never happened. So why is he not a regional director anymore? Like he's supposed to be high up in the FBI. Well, here, and I can remember that when we saw this, the first
1: time. originally, uh, our our reaction was the same because yeah. because they didn't explain how Vinny got back from South America,
0: and the answer is, I guess, just none of that happened. Yeah. And like when yeah. she's talking about when Linda, is that would have
1: if you had started that movie off like that, yeah, it just made it. It could have made it a two-hour movie. People, everybody would have
0: watched it made it no a two-parter make it a two-parter wise guy yeah. night one and wise guy t- night two spoiler yeah. alert if you did a two-hour movie you've almost got if you got a two-night like miniseries event for wise guy you've got almost as much screen time as all of Lynchboro had you've got more screen time than seattle had yeah there's there's enough room to actually do stuff with characters and say stuff and say things about these characters and wrap it up, but it's like they just didn't have enough time, and they didn't know how to tell a wise guy story in this amount of time. They just don't. <laughs> well, and the problem is also, and I think it's it's worth mentioning that part of the problem is you've also got the problem is because it's a TV movie. You want it to be accessible for people who haven't didn't watch Wise Guy. Yeah. And I know that that was, like, obviously factoring in as well. But honestly, giving them two nights and giving them four hours would have meant a more smooth onboarding for other people at the same time. Yeah. Like, there's ways to do this that would have been better than what they ended up going with. Which is, you know, just awful. (laughs) And it's like... And the thing is, like, is you needed more time with him and this kid if you want this to be a satisfying ending or more scenes with him and the Linda Fiorentino if you want to make her offer sound good to him. Like, you just need to do more work than they had time to do. Because you have to introduce this character you have to introduce the crime plot you have to set up the relationship with the kids set up the relationship with the woman you know set up the like have the double cross and you're trying to do it all in 90 minutes yeah Vinny should have been badly in love with her before he found out how crazy she was yeah whereas it's like I, I can't tell you what he feels about her Yeah, I can't tell you you know anything about what he feels about this woman because there's no room for that kind of connection to develop. Yeah. There's just no space for it. The, sh- the movie needs time to breathe. And it just doesn't have the space to do that. And, I mean, that's been a problem for Wise Guy in the past. I mean, we talk, we've talked about how they could have made the, you know, the commission arc six, seven episodes. Yeah. And given that and made it even better. And it was good. But it could have been even better than it was if it had room to breathe. And this show is just, like, the worst possible version of that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, I mean, we do, I, I will say this. Like, they do actually, when she's going through his backstory, Amber does get mentioned, which is nice. Yeah. Like, the fact that he almost married Amber does come up. And I was happy to see that get mentioned. And then it's weird because they talk about how he's been on um, wiretaps for years, right? Yeah. But then when she's going through his FBI record, she says that he just spent like a, like a couple of years in Miami and then yeah. another couple of years in Chicago. So has he been working undercover this whole time or has he been doing wiretaps? Like the show doesn't even decide. You noticed that too, right? Oh, yeah, right away. I'm going, well, so what was he doing in those places? Yeah, because it's like it's, <laughs> it's known that he was involved in crime there because she's able to just drop a line about, thi- you know, it's like where people got arrested and where things went well for him and where they didn't. And it's all referencing clearly him being involved in criminal organizations. So w- what's going on here, guys? Has he been doing the John Henry uh, like listening to wiretaps and data entry thing, or has he still been working undercover this whole time? The show never decides. Why yeah, would it, if, I,
1: yeah, I don't know?
0: Right. I mean, it is a it it's badly written. I'm yeah. sure, well. It didn't satisfy any of the fans. No, nobody has kind a kind word to say about this. Yes, and that's the thing. It's like why you know why isn't why aren't frank uh, lupo and Stephen j cannell writing this you know yeah. why there's there's other writers who worked on the show who could have done this show but like why is this some guy from the equalizer writing this show you know who doesn't really have any sense of the kind of thing it's supposed to be and the weird part is i know this is crazy but this is going to sound like a weird pitch But wouldn't it have been more satisfying, right, if you had, for the wise guy, if it actually was a farewell movie, right, if, and I know they couldn't have done this, but let me just pitch to you two hours that could have worked. What if, instead of trying to compress a story arc into two hours, you had actually told the story of what it's like trying to leave the FBI and get your life back as a private citizen. Yeah, couldn't that have been interesting if they had yeah, told I the story mean... of Vinny like this is this is my out, I'm leaving, and the FBI not wanting him to leave, and the FBI you know trying to pull some nonsense, and then him you know it's like uh, going back to the old neighborhood, right, and him having to deal with the wreckage of his life that has been caused. By not being able to be a real person for, you know, more than a decade at this point. I like, know. I. Would that have been agreement. interesting? It
1: would have been a lot more interesting. I mean, I yeah. have. I mean, I. As I said, you could have started this thing off, uh, you know, with with at least an explanation of how he got out. Yeah. In other words, you know, he jumped the plane. Yeah, exactly. Somehow or another, he managed to or we jumped the plane
0: and he was hiding out in Central America, blah 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 blah, for a yeah. while, and then he came back and, like you know, yeah. like there's a way. Bunch. There's a way to do it. There's a way there's to a do way it. There's a way to do it that would have been satisfying.
1: Satisfying. Okay. Yeah. There is. This wasn't. This wasn't it. And then he comes back. Yes, and then he wants out.
0: Yeah. Right? And it's the story of, can you get out? Like, once you're in, once you have given your whole life to the FBI, once you have created this fake person with your name and your face, can you ever get your life back? Yeah. And, you know, we didn't see John Henry trying it, but we know that's what John Henry tried to do. But the question is, but even John Henry, you know, like, uh, you know, he was... He was out for a while and all of the criminal connections he knew were dead. Yeah. You know, so he was fine. It's like, what it what is left for Vinny? You know, what is left? I mean, it'd have been nice to see his mother, you know. Yeah. Would have been nice to check in with some other characters. Like, if you're doing this for the fans, we'll do it for the fans then. Yeah. Tell the story of what it's like. Trying to not be a bad guy anymore. Trying to take your life back. Trying to say, I'm Vinnie Terranova, private citizen. I used to be a hood, and now I'm trying to turn clean. And it's like the question of, can you live the rest of your life? Like, was it worth giving up the rest of your life? Because, of course, he would come to the conclusion, since he can't ever go public as an FBI agent or people would kill him. He's got to live the rest of the life as his, as a former hood Yeah, and at, like actually engage with the question. Is it worth the rest of your life to do what you did for the FBI? I would have loved that. And that, by the way, you can tell that story in two hours. Oh yeah. I, I, like, I don't see any
1: either. Yeah. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, And there are so many different ways that this could have worked. And it didn't at at the time. And it has never. It has not aged particularly well.
0: Yeah. It wasn't good when we first saw it. And it hasn't aged any better. Yeah. And it's like, the funny part is we go back and we watch these wise guy things. And we're loving them more now than we did at the time. Uh, We've seen more stuff in them. We found more, and if anything, like this is exactly the same as it was at the time—just this hollow thing that happens to be called "wise guy." Yeah. Without ever understanding what the show was, was it what it was for, what it was trying to do? But please continue. I cut you. Yeah. Well, that's. But I
1: think that's the point. The world had changed. Yeah. And um, they didn't find a story. That would fit the new world Mm -hmm. that could include
0: Vinny. Exactly. I mean, spoiler alert I checked the IMDb page, and apparently, much of the plot was cribbed from an unused equalizer script. Oh, no. I know. That's why it's. I know. That's why it's such nonsense and doesn't feel like Wise Guy. Apparently, jo- Joel Surnow just re- recycled one of his uh, unused equalizer outlines and added in a bunch of Wise Guy style stuff. Oh no! Well, that you know, is, it explains it, a lot, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It really, oh, yes. really makes you. Uh, Kind of amazed that it is uh, it is as wise guy as it is when it didn't even start out as a wise guy. Well, and we could talk about
1: uh, the fact that um yeah we we could give a little discussion about the new equalizer. We could spend some time talking about that. Yeah, that might be worth but, doing. I'm sure Joel, Joel, Joel isn't involved in that. Oh, but I'm it sure is he's not. I mean, it is dealing, it managed to update.
0: Yeah, the equalizer.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Queen Latifah is doing a wonderful job. I love her so much. Yep. Yeah. no, no, oh, she, I mean, she's, she's been, been so
0: good for so long.
1: Herb job. Yeah. Yes, and um, that makes me quite happy because it is enjoyable to watch. Oh yeah. And she didn't. She didn't balk the minute uh, all the stuff came out what about Mr. Big.
0: Yep. Oh, so, you know that they, was interesting. Yeah, well, you just go. Yeah, she's just like, no, I'm there. I'm sticking to my thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This this is the way it is. So it was, it's, you know, but, um, yeah, (laughs) it just, but as I said, you know, I sort of sit here and go, that makes a lot of sense, but the Equalizer would have done it, well, it would have been able to do it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because oh, yeah. it was an ongoing show and you had people. It was an episodic kind of show. And we knew who they were already. So you could do this in an hour. Oh yeah, totally. Because you wouldn't have to set up and you wouldn't you see, I mean, somebody thought it would be good to set up somehow or another why Vinny being in love with this because Vinny always fell fell for these women, supposedly.
0: Yeah. That's so that I ain't the happen. story of Wise Guy, by the way following for like uh, that isn't the story of wise guy no. constantly falling for dangerous women. it's just it's not the story.
1: I know <laughs> that and you but know they
0: that. but they don't know that and I don't think sir now knows that <laughs> yeah I mean again how uh, to be fair. To be fair, Vinny does need a woman who's going to be in charge of everything. That's 100% accurate. We've already discussed that. (laughs) That's well established in his romantic interests. (laughs) Uh, But no, he's he's just not the kind of guy, right, who is going to immediately fall in love with this dangerous woman. Nor is he the kind of guy who feels like he has to have a woman to save. No. Like, that's just not who he is. And so it's so frustrating seeing them just tacking on these cliched relationships onto this character that we know so well. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. If we didn't it's, know this character so well. Yeah, we might have been okay with just letting this drift by. Hell, maybe it's a better experience for people who'd never seen Wise Guy, right? Yeah. That could be it.
1: hmm It might have been. Yeah, it could be. But it's never gone down in the annals of anything
0: important. <laughs> no, it's not like it's a show that people are like, "Oh yeah, no, I loved that t- Wise Guy TV movie." <laughs> like this is not something that's remembered fondly by anyone. No, yeah, uh, it's, it and again, me. we're we're watching a VHS rip from nineteen ninety six. That's how that's how well remembered this is. At least Wise Guys on DVD, you know, this thing sure as hell isn't. Yeah, it's, it's just... Bad. I guess the thing... Well, it's bad. And the thing that gets you, <laughs> right, is you, you get a chance to say goodbye to characters. Yes. Like, miraculously, five years later, you actually get a chance to say goodbye to characters and then to blow that chance so thoroughly. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's like, you know... I mean, we, we've seen other bad endings. Yeah, that's true. You know, this it's wouldn't not... Be,
0: this is far from the first.
1: No, this is far from the first bad ending of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're
0: right. But I guess it, I just it take is... It more per- I take yes. it more personally here. And it's like, the literally the only thing that this accomplishes that felt like it was necessary is the fans wanted to know that Vinny was fine. Yes, that's all, And the fans, at the end of the day, get to know that Vinny's fine. Well, and all and I, I can say that the fans also wanted to know how Vinny got out. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, and their solution, i.e., well, that just never happened, isn't a satisfying solution. No,
1: because,
0: ultimately,
1: I don't care what anyone says. I mean, we talked about, as we are talking about um, the What's-It's-Face show, um, the fourth season. Yeah. Okay. It it just it, it, you know whatever, there was a potential there. Oh yeah. And there was a bunch of other things, you know. I mean it wasn't Vinny, but you know, and there's they, stuff that, they could have done. There's stuff they could have done. But to complete and to completely write off what happened. Mm-hmm. Well that would have meant that that's exactly what it would have meant is that Josh Joe Sirna would have had to do some work.
0: Oh, yeah. And obviously doing work is not the, you know, what anybody was interested in in this movie.
1: Yeah. To make it to make it work. I mean, you and I could have made it better working. Oh, absolutely. I can
0: remember we had we discussed How how wrong they got it and how they should have done it. Yeah. We were talking about this back in the day. Yeah. When it came out. Yeah, it's like what we would have liked to have seen instead cuz you know, there are very few bigger wise guy fans than we are. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's frustrating. Very Yeah, so just just very, a frustrating movie and I think that's that's where we'll leave it for the movie. Uh I know this might sound like it's the last episode of uh <laughs> style section the wild wise guy podcast. Uh, we are actually gonna be back next week. We're gonna do just a uh, a show in retrospect. This isn't gonna be a um this isn't going to be a five part uh criminal mind style magnum opus. you know, we're not gonna devote an entire uh we're not gonna devote an entire episode just to talk about Mark you know and, <laughs> no, no, none of them.
1: None of them really this isn't, this deserve isn't, that.
0: No, I mean, uh, no. like there's a lot of characters we could talk a lot about, but basically, we're going to be going over the show, talking about the highs, talking about the show, lows, talking about what the show meant. So, you're going to hear us having said a lot of the stuff we say, uh, in bits and pieces, right, over the whole length of this podcast. But now, this is just going to be kind of a uh, a farewell to the show and its themes and what it meant and just talking about why we loved it so much. I uh, don't know yeah. how long it's going to be, but, uh, it, it should be a blast. So yes. join us back here next week for that. But for now, uh, we're going to wrap this up with a quick thank you as always for listening. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction, you think we should give a look. Drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you are listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review the show. That is how new people find it. We're going to see you back here next week for that. But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. Have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.